We're diving into our first 10-minute message. So that was an intro. I got to, like, clarify that because I need my full time. I'm a pastor here. I need my full time. I can't, like, just, like, like suck time with an intro. So I get my full 10 minutes. And what we're doing is we're kicking off with Proverbs chapter 1. And we're dialing in on Proverbs 1, verse 7. And it says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In this series, we're talking about wisdom, and if the beginning of it comes from fear, this is pretty important to talk about. Yet, to be honest, I'm not pretty jacked about talking about this. Yay, let's talk about fear, right? No one wants to talk about fear. But it's important to talk about because fear of the Lord is written about 10 to 14 times in Proverbs alone, and then another 10 to 15 times in Scripture. Needless to say, I think the Bible is trying to tell us fearing God leads to knowledge and wisdom. Well, to be honest with you, I don't like the sound of that. I don't like the sound of that. I don't know how you feel about it, but it seems kind of countercultural today and kind of churchy in my eyes. Let's just break it down once. Let's just like look at it again once. Let's go back to that verse, the first one we just were at. It says, fear, to be afraid, scared, dreadful of something. I don't like that. Why should we have to be afraid of anything? Lord, Lord, meaning someone who has authority or control or power over others, over me, I don't like that. I don't like giving control. I like being the boss. Then, that's where, let's go back to it one more time. Then, that's where the beginning of knowledge starts. What about all the stuff I know prior? Like, why can't I just, like, skip over things and pick and choose what I want? And then it says at the end, if I don't fear the Lord, I'm a fool. I don't like that. I don't like being insulted. I don't know about you. Are you jiving with me, though, when I say, I don't love this verse, right? The world we live in today, it seems to say everything counter to this. Fear of anything is unacceptable. Being out of control of your life is unacceptable. Belief in wisdom that's unseen or ancient, unacceptable. I don't know about you, but this verse seems so countercultural and counter to my personal liking. But what if that is exactly the wisdom God is granting to his people? What if true wisdom from God, from Scripture, this immense gift of knowledge to you, is starting with being open to doing something that is not culturally the norm or desirable? What if true wisdom starts from having a real fear of God? I got to ask you, like, have you had that before or thought about that before? Do you have a healthy fear of God or do you have a countercultural view of God being Lord and are, are out of your control? Do you have uh, an openness to it at least? Well, we're going to look at scripture and what scholars say about this, this concept of fear. Because what, what really is fear? And why, what does fear of the Lord really mean, right? Well, to break it down for you and then nerd out a little bit more, Martin Luther, uh, if you've never heard of him, he's the one who started Lutheranism uh, or the Lutheran denomination, and he struggled with that. Fearing the Lord, what? He struggled with that. So he made a distinction, uh, which has become somewhat famous now. He distinguished between what was called servile fear and filial fear, and servile fear, what it is, is it's this fear a prisoner maybe has of their torturer. They're a prisoner, they're getting tortured, and they know that guy next to them is about to torture them. That's scary, right? That would be super scary. 
That's the, the servial fear, dreadful fear. And then there's the filial fear, which refers to the fear that a child maybe has for his father or parents as a child has tremendous respect and love for them, but he doesn't want to disappoint them. He respects them, but the fear he has is he just doesn't want to disappoint them. He doesn't want to make them upset. Luther states that the fear of the Lord is like the filial fear. It's like the fear where you have great respect that you just don't want to disappoint. But being afraid and dreadful, not so much. I think that's neat and all. And I get it. I mean, it's Martin Luther, right? He started Lutheran, like, that's a huge denomination. He's way smarter than me, an amazing person. But I want to throw one other idea out there. Because when we see people meet God in Scripture, the fear they experience is interesting. It's interesting. Let's look here once. So we have, we have John. He's the disciple of Jesus. When the disciples heard this, and actually, let's go to the other one. Uh, yep. So in Matthew 17, 6, this is about John. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. They heard God. They fell on their faces. Then you have Isaiah, who's a prophet. He says, woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have never seen the King, the Lord Almighty. That's Isaiah. He's freaking out when he sees God. And then Moses uh, I am the God of your father. This is what God says to him. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. When I look at these interactions with God, that looks like real fear to me. It seems more than just respect for him. I can't remember the last time like I hid my face, cried out, or covered myself under a blanket like in fear. Purposely, that is, right? Like, as a new dad, I'm a master at peekaboo. Um, but, like, to hide my face, actually, I haven't done that. But when we read that, there's this sense of, whoa, this being is powerful. I am out of my league. I am out of control. I'm scared. Getting that way, for me, is pretty sparingly. I don't really get that way that often. I mean, I get that way to some extent. Like, if you've been coming here for a while, you maybe heard me say that I have a little bit of a fear of birds. And I also like to cycle. I like to bike. Well, this would be, like, the scariest thing for me, like, seeing something like this happen. Like, I'm biking, and all of a sudden, like, a giant ostrich is coming at me. I would probably be scared. But in that sense, I'd be like, I'm fast. I can get through this. Whatever. Uh, an opponent, like, maybe, like, that I know is better than me is, like, up for a challenge, and I just maybe have this sense of fear from, like, I'm going 1v1 versus Lebr Lebr LeBron James. I'd be fearful I'm going to get crushed, but honestly, I'd still be mad if I lost to him. I'd still be, like, upset with myself. Now, these are silly, having, like, this bit of fear, but I'm always up for moving forward in a fearful situation, I, any that I can think of, at least. I wouldn't hide my face, cry, or cover myself. I'm a grown man. But honestly, in the scripture, the scriptures we just looked at, so are those guys in scripture. They respond in that way because this thing, this being, God, must be so powerful, so almighty, one who is definitely in control of the situation. They then don't know what to do but cry out, cover themselves. That's fear. This is fear of God. This God showed up, and they think, he's out of my control. I think a lot of us, if we get to the root of it, let's say our greatest fear is probably being out of control. 
being out of control of your body, your life, your time, your health, what you have to go through, what happens to your family. Being out of control is fear. And that's what I think is happening through these guys' minds when they meet God. They realize this God has ultimate control to do what he wants. To give you an example of, of this, I got to talk about my, my daughter Eliza and my dog Willow for a little bit. So I have a border collie named Willow. She's eight. She's amazing. She's super cute. Her name's Willow. I also have a daughter. She's amazing too. Eliza's her name. She's one. My daughter likes Willow way more than Willow likes Eliza. A lot. Now, Willow has never hurt Eliza, but let's just say Eliza's tested her limits. She has definitely tested her limits. The hair pulling, the trying to ride her, the grabbing her legs, the jabbing her eyes, the pulling at her mouth, so much, right? And Willow, she just moves, she growls or like makes a noise once in a while, but she's kind of more afraid of Eliza than the other way around. Now, do I think my dog could injure my child? Absolutely. She absolutely could. Do I think Willow will? My dog Willow will? No, I I trust her. I have a relationship with her, eight years of it, but I still have a respectful view of my dog Willow. I respect her to do the right thing, but I also have a fear that this is a dog, it's an animal. I can't control 100% that nothing will ever happen. I can't control that. I can't fully control my dog, Willow. I can't fully know her brain to respond to the most intense situation or any situation. I have fear. And in that, I do what I need to do to show that I respect that power she has by not letting her be alone, tempting Eliza with her cuteness, right? Well, when we translate that to God... We, see, we are to see that God, we're not in control of. He's powerful. There's some unknown to him. He's proven trustworthy, years of trustworthy probably in your life. But he's out of your control. He's out of your control. And there should be a healthy sense of fear to that. That's the kind of fear we should have with God. I hear a lot of non-Christians actually uh, who sometimes say this, this line when I invite them to church. And it, it's kind of inspiring, actually. Like, as a pastor, I try to invite people. I'm like, you should just come. Check out a service. It'd be great. Like, just, it's not, it's not weird. Promise. Check it out. And a lot of people will drop this line. I'm curious if you've ever heard it. They'll say, like, if I walked into a church, I think God would strike me with lightning. Has anybody heard that, like, saying before? Yeah, it's like a pretty common saying. God will strike me with lightning. You know, struck me down. I'm always like, no, like, come on now, no. God wants a relationship with you, and anyone's invited. If you look at Scripture, God loves everyone. But I chuckle inside because that's a healthy sense of fear, right? That's a healthy sense of fear to feel that he could do that. He could do that. Now, I say this all because God wants you to fear him because that fear will force you to respect him And it's going to lead you to live a better life. The fear of God is healthy motivation to walk in his commandments and his guidance. Your wisdom of this message is to fear God. You might be thinking, I get it, Aaron. I get it. Okay, a fear. But what do I do with that? What does that look like now? Well, if we go back to the situations where we saw they had this encounter with God, 
Instantly after, so John, in Matthew 17, 7, it says, But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. Then Isaiah, with it, like what happens is this thing comes and touches his mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Meaning, you have nothing to worry about anymore. And then Moses, he, he was afraid of God, but God was with him defeating multiple people, leading nations. It was amazing. That's what happens. How this is wisdom and seeing what happened with these guys, and it's something for you today, is when you're looking at advice, scripture, promptings from God, and even just trying to follow his guidelines from him today, the beginning of wisdom in those moments is understanding that if it's from God, you better do it. You better do it, right? We aren't to be choosy of what we like to hear or what we don't like to hear, what is socially acceptable or not. And that gaining wisdom, like the wisdom we're, we're having, wisdom to gain wisdom is in deciding things and acting on things, knowing what to do or not do, and actually following through with what God prompts you with. Yet, I tend to see my own self going against this, and I'm curious if you do too. I tend to go against God's directions, and I, I lack this healthy sense of him, of fear of him, when I choose to kind of flippy and go against him. I say this line like, I'm guessing you maybe have heard this too, but like, you maybe don't go to this extent, like of Bruce Almighty, of saying like, smite me, almighty smiter, like whatever, I'm just going to go with it. Like, you've probably seen the movie, like, you probably like aren't doing that to God, but I get you, you probably say like, ah, God will just forgive me. I've said it. I don't know if that's really what God meant fully. Like, I've said that. I don't think that's totally true, like what God's saying. I don't know if you've said those things. That lack of giving up your control to decide fully, the lack of fear of God or respect or motivation, we are then doing what our original verse said, is we're being fools. We're being fools. So as I wrap up, to be honest, God's going to forgive you. If you mess up of, and you are a fool, he's going to forgive you from anything, even being foolish, through a right relationship with Jesus. You gain all sorts of wisdom, grace, and forgiveness, even when choosing wrong. It's an amazing part about once you respectfully feared God, you then know there's nothing to fear, and you can have this relationship with him. To have that, it literally starts in your head and your heart saying, I want that. By you doing that, you're then a Christian. But by being a Christian... It should bring you to a moment of saying, whoa, God is powerful. You're bigger. You're badder. You're more powerful, and I'm fearful of you. I need you. When you do that, you're going to get God's promptings, his guidance, his wisdom from this fearful God to do. And that fear should be healthy motivation to help you be wise. So to wrap off and kick off our wisdom series with message one, what are you not being fearful of? in your life that God's maybe prompting? What are you being foolish of and choosing against God? I know there's things in my life. And when I see Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I'm choosing to fear God in some of those moments, the uncontrolled. And then once I've done that, I'm given so much wisdom. And you're going to gain that these next couple weeks. I'm going to pray that this fear that we can experience with God brings us wisdom, and that we all experience that. If you want that too, you can pray with me right now. Hey God, thanks for giving us wisdom 
uh, through fear of you. We know that you're powerful. We know that you're almighty. And once we fear you, we know that there's nothing more to fear. We can trust you. But God, help us gain the wisdom so that we can walk with healthy motivation to follow you. Help us become wise by, by knowing you are almighty. In your name we pray. Amen.